everyone. I am always so excited to interview the one and only Mila from One Condoms, and she is my guest today. And it is May, so May is Masturbation Month. And on top of it being Masturbation Month, we have some super exciting news coming from One Condoms that condoms are now FDA approved for one and only butt stuff. And we are so excited to talk about it today. So of course, naturally, I had to have Mila on here to come and join me so we could talk about everything and educate everyone on the exciting news. So Mila, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here. And hi, everybody. And happy oh, Friday. I love seeing your bright little face. Ah, <laughs> yours too. And who doesn't want to talk about butt stuff on a Friday night? <laughs> That's the only time I want to talk about it. Let me tell you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Yeah, uh, just came back from Boston. Now I'm back in California. So generally, we're good. You know, one condoms is a lot of cool stuff coming up that I can't yet talk about. But you know, oh, but it's going it. to be a really good year. Although I did good. recently see like in the news again, some person in a New York City train, I think put like a condom on her foot to prove that condoms for everyone. And I was like, I'm gonna ah. <laughs> Of course that it's, happened in New York City. And it's like people, a, a leg is very different and a foot is very different than a penis in anatomy. Like, I think, you know. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> I like, can't like, believe that. And it was like New York Post, like all over the news. And I was like, oh. And I get I it. Yes, yes, they do stretch over a foot, but. Like that's different than putting on a penis. Like if the condom is too tight on a penis, it can cause instant erection loss. Or like, you know, like I right now have all these purple bands on my wrist from keeping a hair tie on there too long. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. finding a condom that fits right is definitely important. And yeah, so. Well, that's why we have you guys with all of the different sizes. So it's perfect. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So this, I'm excited today. So let's, let's get into it because We've been chatting about this for a couple of weeks now, so I've been so excited to tell everyone about this. So one condoms are finally FDA approved for anal sex. So let's talk a little bit about it and tell me um, a bit about it and the process and what uh, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, condoms were approved previously only for vaginal sex, which means that the intended use on condom packaging uh, could only say intended for vaginal sex, basically. And the way that we could market condoms, we couldn't officially talk about anal. You know, CDC recommends condoms for anal. Everybody rec recommends condoms for anal, and they certainly work for anal. It's just that officially they were never approved for that use. And, of course, for years, you know, sex educators, everyone would say, like, does it mean FDA hates butt stuff? And we're like, no, that's not what it means. It means that nobody had ever brought data from a clinical trial to the FDA saying, hey, look, we ran a clinical trial. We showed that condoms are effective, effective for this purpose, for anal sex, that they could then say, okay, you provided us enough data so that you can now market condoms for anal sex. So that's what we did. And this process started 10 years ago when the Rollins School of Public Health started to secure funding for this study, which the NIH actually funded the study, which is super cool. And the clinical trial had both men who had sex with men and men who have sex with women. And it found that, and they used one condoms and my own condoms, our custom fit condoms in this study, and found that the failure rate 
failure rate, meaning either breakage or slippage was less than 1%, which even we were like, that is fucking cool because condoms previously for vaginal sex, the FDA had to have less than a 5% failure rate. So we were really excited about that. So um, it really shows that how effective condoms truly are for both vaginal and anal sex. We're so excited mm -hmm. that we finally like not talk about the butt stuff quietly. We can like actually say, yes, they have been clinically proven safe and effective for anal. Um, so we're really excited. But it was funny because there was some media misreporting where they wrote that we designed a condom specifically for anal. And we're like, that's literally not what the press release said at all. It's that we took our condoms, our super sensitive, our vanish, and then our my one, the custom fit condoms and classic select and ran that clinical trial. So now we can officially on those packaging say, you know, safe and effective for vaginal and anal. So that's honestly so exciting. I personally myself enjoy the butt stuff. So to yeah. hear this news, it's just like, it's so exciting. And I literally can't wait to like have them now that they're like approved. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it just gives people confidence. And for the yeah. people who do the butt stuff, you know, it's kind of like they were always excluded from the conversation and felt like, oh, do we not deserve to know that condoms are effective for that purpose? And now, you know, yeah. finally we do. Um, it's, it's funny. Cool. I'm going to tell you a quick little story before we Please carry on. <laughs> um, I was with my man last weekend and i brought even this out because this is my favorite <laughs> stuff the move lubricant we you know did some i know the condoms were not fda approved but we did some fun butt stuff last weekend and we used this move lubricant as well and like i'm not even joking you it was the best sex i think i've ever had yeah, like especially move, like it is like a fan favorite for the butt stuff for sure because it's silicone, so it lasts forever and it's really good. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's like top lubricant for sure. And I can, <laughs> yeah, I can see why. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so now that they are approved, like, what was the reason like they were never approved before? Because it kind of takes. Like you have to go invest in this time to like find the right partner, like Emory University to help you run a clinical trial. Like it takes passionate people to believe in this. You know, you got to go mm -hmm. secure funding, clinical trials. I mean, they take years to both set up and then run, analyze the data. We worked with Emory to then submit the data to the FDA. So it just the process takes long. And, you know, we at One Condoms and Global Protection believe like in this public health and truly like, yes, we have to sell products, right, too keep the lights on mm -hmm. but like to really focus on sexual health education what can we also do to move like public health forward and sexual health forward and one of the things that we'd always heard is you know why are condoms not approved for anal like this seems crazy so yeah. it just we just wanted to really invest the time and the money to do it um and you know it doesn't mean that other condoms aren't we're not trying to say that other condoms aren't safe for anal right like people were using condoms for anal forever um mm -hmm. it's that we're really proud that we did this effort to basically prove that condoms and our condoms specifically are safe for that purpose. Um, and, you know, mm -hmm. condoms can go through very similar rigorous safety standards because they're all medical devices or classified as medical devices. So we're not also trying to sit here and say, like, our condoms are better. I mean, I think they are. Well, they are. <laughs> <laughs> or to discourage, like, condom use for anal or anything. That's, but, you know, mm -hmm. so 
we're just really proud of what we did, to be honest. We're super, super proud and excited what it can do for like public health outreach. We don't have to be hush hush about it. Now we can just talk butt stuff all the time. <laughs> and officially, I love that. The, FDA cleared, the FDA cleared butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. That makes me so happy because I enjoy do talking about it. I enjoy doing it. So we can talk about it all day if you want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So because of all of the stuff that it had to go through, like what – did it take for these to get proved? Because I know, um, I remember when you and I were actually emailing back and forth about it and you were so excited about it. So they did like a, a study at one of the universities or? Yeah, so they got, um, yeah, so it was a clinical trial that ran. One group was men have sex with women and men have sex with men. And mm -hmm. then they were asked to basically record every time they had sex and whether they had a failure or not. Um, and it was right after they had sex. They kept like a digital diary, basically, which is different than other studies where people are asked to recall the last time they had sex and whether they had a condom failure. So that's why this was like great because it was like right after they were recording what their experience was. And the other cool thing was is that this clinical trial really, really, really highlighted the importance of using lubricant, not only for anal, but also for vaginal because they found that the failure rate was actually higher for vaginal sex than for anal sex. But when they wow. controlled for, but but when they controlled for the use of lubricant, there was basically no difference, which means that, you know, and because, you know, people who are having anal generally know more to use lubricant than during mm -hmm. vaginal sex. So uh so it really did highlight like use lubricant always during sex. It's like so great. And there's yeah. so many lubes out there. Yeah. Um, hello, this one. <laughs> um, what was like, what it was the failure rate? Like, I'm actually very curious as to like, what were the issues that it was like, I personally know, like, of course you do need lubricant for anal because you can't just, you can't do that without it. It's I've done it once and I will never do that again. But, um, yeah, like what were the failures? I'm, I, I would love to, like, it's interesting to me. Yeah, it's mostly that, like not using uh, condom compatible lubricant, you know, failure mm -hmm. rates come from things like using an expired condom. This clinical trial didn't really because we gave them the condoms, uh, but that's a reason why a condom could break. Slippage is also common if you're using a condom that's like too big or too loose. Right. Um, and uh, some of it was using oil-based lubricants, you know, so some people like to use coconut oil or Vaseline, but oil yeah. and latex condoms are not friends. Oil will break down the latex molecules and cause a condom to break. I didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of people don't because we don't have enough sex head. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah honestly. Um, or like you, go on. Yeah, so that's a reason why. That's a super common reason why. Or like... Um, one is called a blunt rupture, which like if the condom's like kind of too big, the tip of the condom goes to the side of the penis and then like the shaft is jamming to the side of the condom. And that can also, cause it's like the condom's stronger at the top. So that can yeah. be a thing. So the condom fit is important too. Um, but yeah, those are some of the common reasons, but yeah. That's interesting. Like I said, like I had no idea. Like I remember, oh my God. I think I used coconut oil once, like when I was younger and we were just like, yeah, coconut oil, same like, thing. I don't, I think I was irritated after. <laughs> yeah. Like some people swear by it and other people are like, I don't know about this one, but you know, you do you, whatever works. But yeah, you can't use it with latex condoms because they, yeah, oil and latex.
Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Not friends. <laughs> they don't they don't match. Um, yeah. okay, so that's that's very good to know. I'm glad people like this is so educational, and that's why I love bringing you on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm always happy to be here. Hey, I'll talk about butt stuff all day long. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, did you guys design um new condoms specifically for anal, or is it the three that you had mentioned um like a little bit ago? Yeah, it's 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 not that we designed a condom specifically for anal. It's that we like took some of our existing styles, put them in the clinical trial, tested them, you know, and then got that official approval. So now the next step is working with FDA, like you know, because because like they're held to the same very rigorous safety testing standards. So we're trying to figure out like, do we now have to put all the styles through a clinical trial, or can we? There, you know, how are we gonna get it on all of them? But so okay. Vanity super sensitive and then the my one custom fit perfect and then i read you so it's going to be the wording will be changed on the product as well correct correct yeah so now it'll say intended for both vaginal and anal use amazing that's that's so good oh my god i'm so excited this is exciting news <laughs> it is because <laughs> um, like in the fda's press release they wrote um one male condom so people are like is that the same like i can only find one condoms online and so that was a little bit tricky for us but yes we are one condoms that's our brand name and you know we had some people frustrated with us because they were like don't you understand like it's just not for males like people can use but like because we always as a brand use external and internal condoms instead of male versus female condoms so mm -hmm. um so that little blunder in their press release definitely uh was a little frustrating but it was good because at the end of the day it gave us like opportunities to talk to people about absolutely yeah. um I, I saw i saw that i saw the one male condom thing in the news and i was like curious about that because i feel like people would read that and be like what the fuck yeah <laughs> yeah yeah online people were tweeting like i can only find one condom it's like what where's one male condom yeah i was like right the same it's the same thing, thing. <laughs> it's <the> same. <laughs> um so does this mean that other brands aren't safe for anals or is it in like, is it just you guys? Like what's the difference? So condoms, you know, you could always use condoms for anal sex and like the CDC recommends it. And it's, it's just that like now we, because we did the clinical trial, we can say that we've shown, we've like proven that ours are safe and effective for anal, but it doesn't mean that other brands aren't. It just means that they haven't done the clinical trial. But at the end of the day, like condoms, you know, do go through those same safety and regulatory standards, although there are differences in condom brands, like different latex formulations and different technologies and shapes and that kind of stuff. So um, 
So, so essentially it's just that we, we've now done a clinical trial to prove it. And I hope other condom brands do too. I think, you know, generally just the more people are talking about anal sex and safer sex practices, the better. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's 2022. Everyone's doing it. Butt stuff's in. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Um, I feel like once now that obviously you guys have been like, so in the news about it and like, I feel like all these other condom companies like Trojan and Durex, they'll probably do the exact same thing and follow suit. Yeah, and probably a lot of like in the past, like not everybody probably wants to be like associated. I feel like historically, especially associated with anal sex, but we're like, we're cool with it. Like, the- <laughs> yeah, I love it. And like, I just, I feel like, okay, we could, we could definitely get into, I, I'm going to bring you on for another episode and we're going to do okay. a full episode about butts and like, <laughs> we're going to really get into it. But like, I am like, I'm thrilled. And like I said, said before like when we were emailing back and forth just see it in your email how excited you were about it because it's a big step like it's a big exciting news especially for everyone we're all sexual beings right yeah yeah and I think it was always assumed that like like it's just not something important to talk about or Mm -hmm. but it is and to like make people feel like the type of sex no matter what you know type of sex you're having is cool and important Mm -hmm. I mean as long as consensual and stuff but you know the more that we can normalize these things the better and talk about i mean to see like a headline in the new york times where it has the words fda anal and condom i was like this is like a dream come true (laughs) welcome to 2020 people we're getting real (laughs) (laughs) i love it and i seriously like i this is why i love having my podcast i was actually talking to someone about this the other day and i was just like I can talk about anything and I don't feel like insecure about it. And like I said, it's friggin' 2022. We should be able to openly have these conversations and talk about this stuff because there are people out there that probably want to do it, but are afraid to do it or they don't know how to do it or they don't know what to buy. And now they know that they can buy one condoms and buy this lubricant and be ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And just, yeah, it's like new things to try if you're down for it. And just knowing like, yeah, exactly. Like how important to use lubricant is like, I feel like, you know, especially in college, it was like, people would just try to like randomly do it. And I'm like, no, like th- there's like preparation involved. And like, you know, like <laughs> there is <laughs> like, you could like surprise somebody like, just, like <laughs> so, yeah. You never want to be surprised with that. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um okay, so with how big this news is and everything, so what do you hope that the news and approval means for sexual health? I hope it like opens up these conversations because in the past it was like even as condom companies we couldn't like really publicly talk about it necessarily. Um so now we can work with health educators in a whole different way to talk mm-hmm. and talk about anal safer sex practices. Plus, then also, I think it gives people hopefully a sense of like trust that, you know, now you have this clinical trial that shows that condoms are effective for this purpose, gives people trust. Ultimately, you know, of course, we're going to hope that it leads to more condom use, therefore less like STIs and people feel safe. And so. That's good. That's so exciting. Yay. I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I was really proud of it. It took really long to get this done. So to have it finally happen is super, super cool. 
I think you said, or well, obviously I read it took 10 years. Yeah, it took 10 years. So that's insanity. And that's why that's why it does feel good because when it's something takes 10 years and it finally matriculates, it's it's a pretty big step. Yeah, and you see it come to life and you're a part of it, and it's like a big achievement. So again, congratulations. I think that's Thank so you. good. <laughs> And people were talking about in like French newspapers, newspapers in Germany and like all over Europe, like all over South America and Canada. I was like, wow, everybody's talking about anal this week. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, I did that. I help with that. That's all me. (laughs) Yeah, it was a really long day that day, just talking to reporters, trying to figure out who do I call next. And then later that night, I definitely went and ate like a massive steak and drank a few glasses of wine that's for sure (laughs) oh I love that we need to do that soon seriously yes we have to (laughs) um okay so we've covered the exciting butt stuff news so let's get in a little bit more about May being masturbation month now I love masturbation month but that's every month for me yeah (laughs) (laughs) um why do you think we need this month? I think it's very important, but why? Like, let's let's talk about it. I think just to, you know, there's all kinds of months, right? But just to let people know, not that they need to know, but encourage people if they want to, to masturbate. Like, it, it helps. It can help with self-confidence, help learn your body. You can do it with a partner. You know, it just, there's so many health benefits, all the good hormones you get. It's not like you need permission to masturbate or a masturbation month to do it, but it's a nice reminder that this is an option that you can do mm-hmm. with yourself. It's like the one time in life where it's okay to be completely selfish. <laughs> I agree. I 100% agree. And I know, like, obviously it helps with stress, anxiety. Like, anytime someone's stressed, I'm like, you know what? Take some take some me time. Like, go and enjoy yourself a little bit. <laughs> me and yeah. my, um, like, man had been going through some stuff the last, like, little couple of days. And I was like, do you need to masturbate? Do you need to go <laughs> and, like, release some steam? And he's like, shut up. I'm like, maybe you should. <laughs> but I left him a bottle of this uh, lubricant at his house. I was like, take the lube I left you, honey. Go and enjoy yourself. You need to. But like, I'm the yeah. same way. Like when I have anxiety or if I'm stressed out, I know that it helps me. I feel nine times better. Exactly. And like, I saw this funny post somewhere on Instagram that was like, what are we all going to do when we have to go back to the office and we can't like masturbate between meetings literally I remember like even during COVID like when it was like prime COVID like me and my girlfriends have a group chat and they'd be like what did you do today I'm like I'm not gonna fucking lie I masturbated like seven (laughs) times today because I have nothing else to do (laughs) so it's important (laughs) yeah and even in like relationships I know a lot of my girlfriends were like oh I stopped doing that once I got a boyfriend and I was like "Mm." Let's let's explore that. Let's talk about that. What? <laughs> yeah, that's like me time, you know? Yeah, 100% it is. And like I it's actually funny because there is a very like crazy political debate about um I've seen not for myself personally that masturbating when you're in a relationship, like why are people doing it? You have your partner. It's like because that's my alone time. I'm allowed to still do that, but a lot of people think it's weird and I don't know why. 
Yeah, it's true. Because it's not like it takes away from your relationship. No. At least Literally. I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. I was like, go do it. And then let me know yeah. how it was for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you can like learn things about yourself. You know, you don't have to like be so focused on somebody else. You're just focused on yourself. I think mm -hmm. that's more time 100%. to focus on else. <laughs> yeah. Um, what does one do to celebrate masturbation month? We just talk about lubricant all day. <laughs> That's okay. It's good lubricant yeah. to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, do some educational stuff about the health benefits of it, you know. And it's not for everyone, and I get that, but. Yeah. That was like, I just could, oh my God. I feel like you probably could relate to this. I think all females can. Like when you were a kid, back in the day, you didn't really know what it was. And you had your pillow. <laughs> that yeah, had learned. Yeah, it's it's so true. Yeah. And even I think a lot of uh, times parents will be like, ah, like, don't don't touch that place. But the way that I've um, like in a more sex positive way and like sex, you know, parenting boys, it's like, that's totally fine to do. But like, you don't do it in the living room in front of your family, you know, like, it's cool. We understand. But like, go do that in your own room. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to talk a little bit more, like, because I guess we kind of touched on it a little bit, like, but the benefits of masturbation, like, what do you think they are? Because myself, personally, I would just say, like, you know, the stress and anxiety aspect of it, and, and it makes you so much more calm, and it kind of, like, you know, makes you feel a little bit better. But, like, what would you say that you think the benefits of it are? Definitely that. And, you know, it can help you fall asleep. Um then it releases those happy hormones. Like you said, it keeps you calm, relieves period cramps, which yes, uh, yes, <laughs> definitely. That's a big one. Um, and even we talk to our customers about like, especially with the different size condoms, like we send them in a the little sample kit and I always recommend them like before you get in a sexual situation with somebody else, just in case you measured wrong or something like masturbate with the condom on. So you know what the fit is like, or like, so you can make sure it's like the right fit. And oftentimes they're like, why would I ever masturbate with a condom on? That's like a waste of a condom. And I'm like, the whole point is so that you can like practice condom use. They're like, yeah, mm -hmm. that sounds odd. But, you know, even like to practice condom use, to be honest. And you get to masturbate at the same time. Like who can, who can say no to that? <laughs> it's a literally a win-win like situation. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, it's funny because I'm going to, I'm going to get into a little bit of detail right now, but I obviously like previously had, um, like some sex toys like that were sponsoring and like sent me all this like cool stuff. And I swear to God, I feel like from you overusing, like when I masturbate, like my sex toys and stuff like that, I feel like I can't, I like can't live without my vibrator anymore. And I'm just like, <laughs> I love it, like, but I can't live without it. And there's so many good ones now. Like the technology has advanced so much in like the last, I'd say five, six years, even for like people with a penis. Like there's so many different toys out there for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It's like, you just can't <laughs> not want to <It's> try. <laughs> exactly. And this is again, why I had to do it one day, seven times. Like it's just, the, the, you can't not. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure if like they're sending you free stuff, you're like, well, I guess I have to go do some product testing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll product test and I will report back to you with every product that I've just used. But yeah, like you said, there's 
so many crazy ones. Like there's the one that I have that's like a dual thing and it's for him and her and it like helps her and it helps him at the same time. It's like, it's crazy. And it really um, amplifies like your orgasm, which is very important. Yeah, exactly. And it like can enhance the whole experience. That's why like if, you know, you're looking to spice things up. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, the his and hers thing. Uh, super cool. Like who are these incredible creative minds who are coming up with this stuff? And I was like, I want to meet whoever designed this thing. <laughs> Literally, I will product test all day, every day if you need me to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm so like, I thank you for coming on. Like I literally could talk about masturbating and butt stuff and sex with you 24 seven. So I think I we need to move forward and have you on more often. I love that. I'll come anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, we might, we can wrap it up here. I think we did a lot of beneficial conversation for a lot of people. Um, there's my dog. He's I know I was going to say, there's something in your background movie. <laughs> Harvey has uh, come to uh, join the live today. He looks really <laughs> thrilled right now. <laughs> He's super excited. He's like, oh, she's talking about sex again. <laughs> um, okay, well, tell everyone um, in Canada and U.S. where we can find your product, the, e uh, the website, and everything in between. Cool. So it is onecondoms.com. You can order on that website to both USA and Canada. And in the U.S., we're also available in stores like Walmart, um, CVS, Walgreens, some grocery stores. We have like a where to buy. The bottom, if you go, there's a where to buy section. So you can just plug in your address and see the nearest spot uh, where you can, if you want to go buy in store. And then in Canada, actually, very recently, we're now in walmart stores nationwide so if you want to go to i know it's we're Yay! Super so and you can go to that store finder and just find the walmart near you that sells one but super exciting super oh my super gosh. you have had a lot of exciting things going on and again yeah, i'm just so never, freaking proud <laughs> thank you and then if you want to buy the custom fit condoms that's myonecondoms.com so Perfect. Well, thank you for coming on here and joining me today. I, like I said a million times, I love having you on and we should do this more often if that works for you. <laughs> Definitely. Would love to. Thank you so much. We'll talk to okay. you soon. Yes, everyone. That was Mila from One Condoms. I love having her on. She's my favorite person of all time. I, I just, I want to move to LA just so I can hang out with her 24 seven. She's my person and I love her. But that's going to wrap up today's episode. I hope you are all feeling so educated on butt stuff. And I hope you're feeling more influenced to do butt stuff. So thank you for joining me. And we will see you as per usual next week. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.